0: Listen, I don't know what's going on here, but this is ridiculous. When I mean, you guys should be friends, you're, you're both equally irritating.
1: <laughs> Dummy.
2: What's up, guys? Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast, episode 157. I'm your host, Nate. This episode, I welcome back all the way from down under, Craig Remington. What's up, dude? Hey, Nate. How's it going? It's going pretty good, dude. How's shit in Australia? Still shut down?
3: Yeah, big time. <laughs> we got a, <laughs> we got extended for another four weeks, so we, it looks like until at least September. Ah, oh, that sucks, dude. Yeah, and yeah, they're pushing everyone to get vaccinated, and then I was booked in, and then... Just yesterday, I got an email saying your vaccination is cancelled because now they're redirecting it all to the um, the, the the high school kids. that Because the last year of high school here, they're all going back to school and they all have to be vaccinated. So they're pushing it all that way. So <laughs> I miss out.
2: So it's, it's just like everything's locked down. You can't leave your house like more than what once a day or something still or what?
3: So yeah, so one person per household can leave their house one time a day, and that's for you know food, I guess, but nothing else. Oh, you can't go. You can't go outside your local um, local area. And uh, yeah, they've been finding people. I think at least a thousand dollars if you get caught. I think yeah, I think a few people got more than that for some reason. But yeah, it's pretty Crazy. bad. That's in um yeah, that's in New South uh, in the Sydney area anyway.
2: So yeah, so I'm recording from home tonight. That's that never happens. Um, so you might you might get an appearance from uh, from Miles. We'll see. Miles, hey buddy, you want to say hi to Craig? No. No, he doesn't want to say hi to you.
3: Yeah, uh, that's uh, it's a, yeah, that's kind of normal. But yeah, I'm, I'm at home <laughs> as well. I'm at home as well. Uh, and my, my children are doing homeschooling and and stuff. So hopefully there's no noise in the background. Nah, no, you're good. So what's up with endless Detention, man? Ah, just still distroing and, and selling bits and pieces here and there I think, uh, yeah, I'm doing the uh, the Mac Pelican uh, self-titled album Thanks to the guys at Hey Suburbia, Radiation Records are there in Italy So I was stoked cool. to be able to help out with that, yeah Because, I mean, Mac Pelican are, you know, a pretty big deal here Back when they were going and everyone's still bugging them to play again so, yeah, I thought when's the thought last
2: I, time? Yeah. When's the last time they played? Do you know? Has it been yeah, years? I,
3: um, yeah, it has been. I think... No, not too long, though. I think they played... They did play um, with CJ Ramon when he toured here. They played the Victoria show. And I think they played after that because they do an annual uh, benefit show for the tsunami. You know the tsunami that hit Japan a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. They they do... Or they did anyway. They were doing an annual... Uh, show that there was a fundraiser for that but um i don't know about what's going on at the moment i mean it's a it's a mess here but i know toshi the drummer he's um he's in japan at the moment he's been there for a while so obviously they're not doing much at all band-wise speaking
2: of australian bands what's up uh what's your involvement with the uh radio rejects album you putting that out or you
3: just no no no. yeah I, i i said i'd um i'd Sell it on my site for them. Yeah, just basically destroying it for them. So it's yeah, they um, they yeah, all I know those guys for a long time in different bands they've been in, and uh yeah, they they said would I will I sell it for them? And I said yeah, sure, I'll put it up. So yeah, it's been going well. Those guys are all cool guys. So that's we we toured down in Victoria with them um a few months ago. So yeah, we're pretty close with them. The vinyl is uh not out yet, and I mean it was supposed to be out in mid mid August, but I know Victoria's been shut down for, for a while, so I haven't heard anything, but I'm assuming that's going to be pushed back a bit. And um, But th- I, I believe it's released in the last day or two on um, CD and streaming sites.
2: I got to check it out, man. The only thing I've heard from them, and I fucking loved it, was the uh, Shermer, Illinois song.
3: Yeah, they've um, actually the, the album's great. They've um I've heard most of the songs luckily when we played with them so as well. But yeah, the production's great on the album and yeah, it's cool. They've got a, quite a few nice. good songs on there. Yep.
2: Awesome. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out, man. Cool,
3: I'll have to send you a copy over.
2: I gotta get some other stuff from you too, so yeah, we'll no worries, about that I'll sort of that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um so for this episode, uh, I got Rocky Rochelle on and uh, we're talking a little uh John Stamos, some Rochelles, but the main thing is uh, we we have a cool announcement, and uh, you already know what it is, but uh, everyone else that's, you know, at this point, they, they haven't heard it yet, so, but I'm um, super excited for this one. Uh, yeah, Rocky's a cool guy, and uh, had a lot of fun with this one. I finally got to do something that I've been wanting to do for like two years, and it involves interpunk. punk, so uh, we'll see where that goes. This could be an Ongoing thing from week to week, but but we'll see. But yeah, man. Uh,
3: I love the Young Rochelle's the the album. I really liked. Um, I love the the really poppy, happy pop punk, which those guys nail.
2: Yeah, they have this unique. I don't know. I mean, they're not groundbreaking or anything, but you know, some of these songs like Cannibal Island and Organ Trade. You know, it's kind of like this weird, uh, almost like these demented topics they have that they sing about and they pull it off man they're great just these short catchy just blasts of punk rock and oh man can't get enough yep. of that band
3: no i absolutely love them yeah i need my mommy to do my laundry it's one of my standouts for sure <laughs> that video clip as well video yeah. clip rules hey
1: dad you really treat me like crap and why are you leaving the
3: dude um you got any news um i don't really um there's a few new things i saw i mean there's a new windowsill song that sounds great you'd be stoked about that that's the only news
2: that i was thinking dude new windowsill is is top headline for me did you you heard it i assume
3: yeah yeah i listened to it born to hike
2: So good, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's exactly what you expect, and yet at the same time, it's just like you know what you're getting, but once you hear it, you're like kind of relieved, you know, like finally, new windowsill like i I knew I know what it's gonna sound like, but it's still gonna blow me away at the same time, and that's exactly what it did.
3: yeah, I didn't know they were recording, so I was surprised um as soon as i when I saw it, so top shelf, like normal, with everything he does, so, oh yeah.
2: The album's coming out. I don't know when the album's coming out. It's probably not going to be this year, of course. It's probably going to be early next year. I don't know anything, but um, I think it's been something they've been working on for a while. You know, COVID kind of pushed it back a little bit, but um, yeah, I can't wait, dude. I mean, the fourth fourth windowsill album is just around the corner, so uh man, life
3: is life is good right now, right? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> exciting. We've had we've had some uh, like, despite everything that's happened in the last couple of years, we've had some like. Top bands and top albums come out, so we should be at least happy for that.
2: What else you got? Windowsill um, was the only thing I had. <laughs> actually, <laughs> you know, anything else that happens sort of takes takes a backseat to the windowsill. So,
3: yeah, well, I saw um, the Mugwumps posted that they're in recording, so hopefully that's for an album or something. Did
2: you see that? Yeah, dude, I did see that today. I don't know what that's about, man.
3: man that's yeah, exciting, I know. Hopefully, it's yeah. Hopefully, that <laughs> it's an album because love those guys.
2: I can't remember what it said though. Did it say like they recorded a few songs? So maybe yeah, it's just for it, an EP or something. Yeah, I'll take it, that,
3: dude. Yeah, that's that's all it said. we were in recording a few songs, so hopefully it's I don't know. Hopefully it's something anyway. Yeah, Huntington's. There's a, there's the um, Hey Suburbia Records announced a couple of uh, represses or yeah represses I guess they are. Um, Huntington's High School Rock and Vapid's Drink Drink Beer as well as the Mac Pelican one.
2: Yep, every time I see that cover of the Vapid's record, it's like, Jimmy looks like he's like 12. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he... <laughs> it's like, how old is this record, you know? But yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I, I I knew a while ago about the High School Rock one somehow. I don't know if that was announced a while back, but it sort of seemed to disappear for a while, and now it's back, and and yeah, what a great album that is. That's a long overdue repress.
3: Absolutely. And um, yeah, because Get Lost is... uh. Coming out soon as well I believe yes it is get lost is coming out
2: that's well overdue but where where's that one dude because that one's being um, pressed here and I haven't it's sort of just got lost in the shuffle or something maybe huh i i th-
3: I thought I heard that it was an August or September release but maybe I, no, I don't know, maybe I was dreaming that I thought it was August or September
2: something to look forward to you know hey what's your dog's name again I forget
3: his name's meatball sorry about that just a dog oh, next door yeah. I don't off. forget
2: though no, that's all right. <laughs> that's great, dude.
3: Um, yeah, I don't have I don't have any other news though. Definitely nothing from Australia. We we are not doing anything in Australia at the moment. So, luckily <laughs> the Olympics are on. We've been watching the Olympics cuz you can't do anything else, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched any
3: Olympics at all, dude. Nothing. Not a fan? Not really at all, no. No. It's depressing. No. You watch it and they're going, oh, the oldest in the field here at 24, and I'm like, oh my god, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I went to a um, I went to the YMCA um, here last week, not to work out, but for actual work. And I walk through the the fitness center, you know, where they work out, lift weights, oh, yeah. and, and man, that's just like that's like a wake up call. <laughs> it's like I am the laziest guy, you know, like I get tired of watching these people exercise (laughs) you know (laughs) so i'm sure you're walking past
3: them you'd be walking past them looking at those massive guys going outside looking in the mirror
2: (laughs) yeah no no no, not me man no (laughs) no i yeah i walk through there and i just want to leave like i just start to get a little bit like uh i should i should probably be doing this too but i'm too lazy dude i don't have time anyways
3: it's too hard. Like the reason I got into IT, <laughs> well, one of the reasons was so that I didn't have to lift everything every lift anything every day. So, <laughs> yeah, going to the gym and paying to do that doesn't make sense to me.
2: No, I definitely should, and I definitely won't. But yeah, man, <laughs> uh, couple couple days ago, the new episode dropped, and it was the first in like well over a month, maybe almost two months, whatever it was. Um, and uh, it's good to be back, dude. Hopefully, I can. Hopefully, I can maintain a a, a decent schedule. Um, I know these. I'm gonna have a few episodes kind of coming out, kind of fast, but um, after that, I'll be back to hopefully a, a weekly one. And I've got some. Uh, <laughs> I've got some. Uh, I've got some cool uh, cool guests lined up, so I'm excited, dude.
3: Awesome. I, I tell you, I um. I mean, I, I think a lot of people missed it. I know I did. But uh, when I, I turned it on, <laughs> I don't know about like, that. Like, no, I'm sure they did, but normally I listen when I'm commuting, so it's a lot easier to listen to podcasts. But being stuck at home, but um, last night I um I put it on, and as soon as you hear the like the Jeff intro, oh, just felt unreal again.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jeff is. Uh, I can't thank that guy enough for even doing that in the first place. You know, so.
3: And you played one of his new songs, and I've been avoiding listening to anything off the new album because I, I like to, get the vinyl in before I hear. And yeah, that song, yeah. what you played, I was like, "Oh my god, the guy's a genius!" <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> it's for so it. So good. I think that that should be shipping. Actually, I I believe they. I think I read somewhere that Stardom are starting to ship them out soon, if they haven't already. So people should should start seeing them turn up. I guess. Thanks so much as as well for playing um playing the Remington song. I it was a surprise. I didn't know you were going to play it as <laughs> you said. So I was happily. Shocked and surprised. Actually, the first Did- I knew, um, Ole messaged me. <laughs> oh, yeah? So, oh, yeah, Ole messaged me. He goes, I love that song. I went, oh, no, thanks. So, he's doing the artwork for the album. So,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's. I've seen it, dude. It's killer.
3: Oh, he's yeah, he's talented, that's for sure. But,
2: dude, I'm getting kind
3: of sick
2: of that song, dude. I've heard it so many times, and that's like the only one I got. So... Me You're gonna get some more to me so,
3: soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very very close. Like as soon as we've got it, <laughs> I'll I'll uh, send it over. Yeah, th- so you can hear. But I haven't heard anything either. So the shutdown probably doesn't help very much, does it? It doesn't because where we record, he's he's about a bit less than an hour north of me, and two hours north of the other guys. And we're in Greater Sydney, and they're not. So you're not allowed to cross over. And there was times where, I mean, we had shows booked up there where they said you're not playing here because you're one of them so crazy yeah we weren't allowed to that go
2: sucks off. dude yeah yeah here it's everything's open you know the shows are happening and like we're having huge festivals here like La 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 Plaza happened and there's like a hundred thousand people there and it's like oh boy <laughs> like a super oh, yep. spreader you know so I, I fully expect a uh, some mm. sort of a shutdown
3: oh, yeah. totally sucks right, hopefully dude. not
2: yeah, anyways, mm. so, um, yeah. Hey, Miles, you want to say goodbye to Craig? So-
3: Tell say Miles goodbye. I got a, I got a joke goodbye, for him.
2: Come over here, buddy. Come here. He can't hear you.
4: Goodbye, Craig. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> See you later, Miles. Goodbye,
4: Craig.
2: He said goodbye. <laughs> what are you going to say? You want a joke? Okay. He's got something for you. Hold on. Okay. You going to say it? Yeah, ready? I already got it. Dude, I hold on. I already got him saying something to you, so I'll just put it in here. But he he doesn't want to say it to your face. Or to you live, I should say. <laughs>
3: yeah, but you got That's a joke. Right. What's yeah, the, I got a what's joke. What's the joke? Okay, ready? I'm ready. This is this is one you can tell the kids as well. Why are chickens so awesome?
2: Why are chickens so awesome? Because... Because they want eggs. What
3: was that? Because...
2: Because Because I I,
3: I heard that and I was cracking up. My kids told me. I love it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh. I'll, uh, yeah. But, anyways, yeah, you got him. You got his attention. Hard to do these days. So, Ah, that's good. Yeah. Now he's getting a little noisy. So, all right, dude. Well, um, uh, like I said, I'll be back soon. And, uh, thanks for stopping in and, you know, just chatting for a little bit. And um, we'll see you next time. And everybody, thanks for listening. And here is Rocky Rochelle.
0: Good day, mate.
1: Coming up next, we got a guest. We got a guest. Coming up next, coming up next. We got, we got a guest.
2: We got a guest. Coming up next. Hey, let me ask you, dude. Young Rochelle's played in Wisconsin a few years back, right? Uh,
5: yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, 2017. It was the last time we were there, I think.
2: Did you guys ever eat at Rocky Rococo's Pizza?
5: No, but I wish we would have. Oh, man.
2: You've heard of it then? No. You've heard of it? No,
5: no. Well, I mean... Oh, dude. I mean, the name, that's that's pretty much like, I should have been there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like the greatest pizza in the world, right? It's sort of a... I think they're mostly in Wisconsin. There's like, you know, maybe like 10 in Wisconsin. So, dude, it's so good. It was my first job was working at a Rocky Rococo's. But so every time... I think of you lately, I can't help but hear your name in the style of the Rocky Rococo's jingle, which you've probably never heard, no. but it's, it's sort of this annoying, but super catchy jingle. And it's like, so every time I think of your, think of you in my head, I'm <laughs> saying it like Rocky Rochelle.
1: Rocky Rococo. It's Rocky
2: Rococo. I know that's super lame. That's amazing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, how's it? How's that for an intro for you? That's What's what, up, dude? How you doing? Uh
5: yeah, not not bad, not bad. Happy to happy to be here. <laughs> long long time listener, first time caller.
2: <laughs> I appreciate you being here, man. I feel like I feel this might be the most self serving episode yeah. for me yet. Uh, first <laughs> of all, we have we have a super rad announcement to make for a a uh, a new Rochelle's related project. Ooh uh second it's being released on hey pizza and lastly dude i'm just excited that you're finally here man i know you're a huge fan of pop punk so it's it's just nice to to chat about this stuff with the like-minded
5: yeah totally totally i mean like i said i've been listening for for a while and it's like it's kind of funny like um you know I, i like to listen to all the different like podcast and I watch all the the things on on all of the, the shows about you know, interviews regardless of who it's with I just like to watch all like the music documentaries and it's like oh I get to be on the show and talk about stuff and I'm like oh that's so cool and then I'm like oh my god nobody's gonna give a shit about what I have to say I like to watch all <laughs> these other things I'm like who the hell cares what I have to say but you know what that's let's just let's just do it hopefully some people will care and if they don't then hey I'm, I'm still happy that I'm here
2: Let's get into this new thing, this announcement, in just just a bit, but I want to know some of your history, like how you got into this stuff, and definitely how you became a Rochelle. Sure, sure. Um... The Rochelle, uh, I want to say the Rochelle tree has had some <laughs> really killer bands under it, and of course, I don't, I don't, I don't know everything, every band, but new Rochelles. Young Rochelle's, Project 27, Boys Club, All Killer, and then there's John Stamos' Project.
5: That kind of snuck its now, way in there, yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know shit about that band, but it seems it was always a name that would pop up on on the old pop punk message board. And <laughs> yeah. so it was always kind of familiar to me, but I never saw or heard anything until like a few years back or whatever. So I, I'm I've always been... You know, maybe not always, but I'm curious about that band. Like, was that your first band?
5: That was um second band, second band that started right about when I started college. It kind of came out of a band we had in high school, me and the the bass player slash singer, um who was, you know, Don Johnny Stamos, of course, just because that's hilarious, and his name was John, so it worked out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, kind of. We had a we had a band in high school. We had recorded like one record. It was like 1997. It was the first time we ever recorded anything. We recorded it all live, um, and it was like it was really cool because at that point in time in high school, if between you know we graduated in '99, but leading up to that, we were like one of the only bands in high school at that point until like our senior year. Then some other bands would would pop up, but all the other bands were like classic rock and stuff like that. We were the only band that was like a pop punk or a punkish type of band and obviously that all stemmed out of you know out of 94 with green day and offspring and rancid hit yeah and, yeah hey. so we obviously that's that's the direction we wanted to go in and uh i think by the time 99 came around uh you know college came uh our guitar player went off to college and me and the bass players remained at home going to going to school um so when i started going to college i met uh maddie who was a guitarist and it's kind of funny because I remember I was listening to one of the Phil Hill episodes you had, and he said, like, you know how, like, when you meet a person who has a T-shirt by a band you like, it's like, you know that's the person you want to talk to or something like that. Like, you just, you kind of see that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was exactly it. That's how I met him. He sat behind me in, like, an English class, and he was wearing a, a Mr. T Experience 9 Donkey shirt. And I right there, I'm like, holy shit, somebody else that knows MTX? So, you know, we knew, we knew we'd start a band right then and there. So, yeah. so But it all kind of started in high school. Um, another funny kind of... High school story at that point. Is we went with with Mystery Experience. Actually, we bought Love Is Dead um, at that point. And, you know, money's tight when you're in high school. Only one guy can buy it, and then the other one wants to make a cassette copy of it or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we had the CD player in class, the English class, and the teacher had left the room, and they were going to play the whatever story we were listening to in class that day, track four. And uh, we we snuck up there when he left the room. We put the "Love Is Dead" CD and it started playing somebody's song when the class and was like, "What is it?" It's just amazing. And he's like, "Uh, uh, "Hmm, this doesn't sound like the book we're supposed to be reading." It's just a, I just I just love that. It's some things you never forget, and that's one of them. You know.
1: Just stand the run Love like this is never done She and I are well-known
2: Dude, that's funny because I had a teacher in high school and um I didn't do it, but there was another kid that you know, the teacher walked out of the room for a second and this kid popped a Metallica tape in, <laughs> hit play, a little different. the teacher came back in, sat down for like two minutes, and finally realized like this isn't, you know, same same reaction. This isn't <laughs> what I put in. It was just fucking hilarious, man. Uh. That's so funny.
5: <laughs> but yeah, so then we started uh, we started John Samuel's project, just and I don't know why we called it that. Um, I, I typically am the one that comes up with the worst band names. So that, and it just kind of stuck cause it was so stupid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at that point in time, um, you know the, the idea was we just wanted to record something. like there, there was a cool little scene that had been starting around that time um, locally. So we were getting there was a lot of shows. It was a Place Ground Zero over here on Long Island. we were constantly playing there like every weekend, tons of different bands. At that time, like shows were a lot more diverse, and they became a little later on. Um, but you know, you'd find the right bands to play with and you stick around with. And uh, the first um, we recorded, we recorded our full length and uh and and we had absolutely no intention of like we didn't know what we're gonna do with it it was just like we just want to record because we're a band it was at that point it wasn't like oh who are we gonna put this out and what kind of what kind of um is it gonna be vinyl is gonna be cd like it was just like let's just record um so we uh we did like a three song thing and there were some guys from new jersey that wanted to put it out they're the kpa records i just remember that and i don't know if that rings a bell with anything if they ever did anything. But it didn't work out with them, and it just never happened. We had all these songs. And uh, at that point, I had been working at Sam Goody. So you're talking about corporate places with the pizza place. It doesn't get more corporate than (laughs) Sam Goody at that time. Jesus. No, it doesn't. And uh, all around me... Uh, in that same area, where like cooler stores were all around me, like Tower was around there, Virgin was around there, and there was this really awesome one right across the street. I could see it from where I was working. It Was this Empire Discs, and they were the kind of place a used store, um, you know, new arrival bins of tons of shit, open till midnight. You could listen to whatever you want. Um, and every payday would always kind of find me just going in there and spe- after Sam Goody, spending whatever measly paycheck I just got from there. Because I think it, if it was under <laughs> a certain amount, I could actually cash it at the store. And I would go right across the street, $50, whatever I would get, I don't know, and bring it right over there and spend whatever I made for the last two weeks on UCDs. And I bought tons of shit there. I found out I about so much of stuff. And then obviously, the internet was around at this point in a minimal way or whatever, but that was still the way to go. You go to the store, you just, for, for hours with friends, whatever, you just go through the new arrival bins. And uh, there was one day where I wasn't sure if I wanted to go there or not. I, I think I had a little bit of money on me and it was like... Uh, no, I'll just go home. I don't need to spend it. And I started to drive home. I decided to turn around. I said, "No, nah, fuck it, I'm going. And it was like a Saturday afternoon. My check really wasn't much this time at all. And I was just looking for like cheap comp CDs because those were obviously the best ways to find out about all different bands Definitely. and stuff. So, yeah. And uh, I think I by this point, I already had like... Uh, I had all the major ones, you know, the ones from Fat, the Lookout ones, or the Hopeless ones, or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. So I was just looking for stuff, and I happened to find these, these ones, uh, Better Than Sevens, Worse Than Alternative, It's Another Punk Cop, and Letters from Punksville, and they're all on reinforcement records. And I saw it was this label from New Jersey. They were like $6 each or $5 each, whatever. So I decided to get them. It was Better Than Sevens had forced four new songs from the Young Hasselhoffs, which I thought was awesome, because I had known them from uh, uh, being on, uh, was it Melted they were on the first record? Yep, and uh, yep. I think the Abducted were on there, too. So that one was, like, exceptionally cool. So while I'm up at the register paying for these, this guy goes to me, oh, it's Good Choices. That's my label. And I'm like, what? And he was a guy just in the store, I guess, collecting consignment from stuff that was being sold. And I'm like, oh, so it was like an aha moment. So the stuff that we had recorded for John Samuels' project, I ran out to the car and got him, like, a burned CD. And he liked it. And that's pretty much how we got our first album released by Reinforcement Records. So it's a good thing I decided to go back and spend that $40 check or whatever it
1: was. <laughs> She told me she was a guy, and that was my day from hell, day from hell, day from hell.
5: We played a lot of a lot of shows. That's where, like, well, I think later on, um, the, the shows at that time there was a lot of like hardcore shows that we were playing. Tons and tons of hardcore shows. There was like a, a warehouse around, around here on Long Island where every Saturday or Friday and Saturday there'd always be shows there. We were always kind of like the odd band out, just because we were not hardcore by any stretch of the imagination. But it all just still kind of worked because a lot of these guys were friends that we knew for so long, um, and we had gone and recorded like. About thirty demos for our next release, and I don't think reinforcement was was too into it. We we they liked that vibe. the The band when we had John Simmons project when we first kind of started, it was like around that that first record came out in two thousand I think or two thousand one. So if you think back to that time and the type of stuff that was you know popular then, it was like bordering on on new school sound. It was kind of like that drive through records. It was Atari's. It was you know that that kind of yeah. stuff. So it had like you know I think they had liked the fact that we. We melded the two sounds together, like the traditional pop punk with like the newer stuff. So we had like, you know, breakdowns in the songs <laughs> and stuff like that. Those are all the songs that we look back on. We kind of cringe now. because like, oh my God, I can't believe we did that. Um, so <laughs> we uh, we kind of like, we didn't really move ahead with, with reinforcement just because I think they weren't too into, into the new stuff. But somehow, uh, at one of the shows, we met Enoch from Knock Knock and... Uh, he ended up doing the short run for what became the North American All-Stars EP. And so it was like out of, out of 30 demos, we could only afford to record like eight songs mm-hmm. and became, it became an EP, but that's, that's fine. I think we picked the good ones. Um, and then from there, that's just kind of, kind of how we met that whole scene with like, you know, the Steinways, the Unlovables, the Ergs, we were always playing shows with, with some of those bands or all those bands, of Tattletales it was always like those shows were the, like some of the greatest times of my life. It was awesome. Like I, I, I'm so, so happy with that. And then, you know, just still being friends with some of those guys and and most of them, like, it's just, it was just really cool. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's a a long-winded story about John Stamos' project, but that's, yeah, it's just... uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask you, dude, this is the most important question I got. Yeah. Did John Stamos ever hear of you guys?
5: yes, yes, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, he actually did. One, one time, so this is like, probably two,
2: that's amazing
5: probably 2007 <laughs> i think it's like 2007 it's it's long after like we kind of really weren't doing anything anymore um but you know that the name was still out there and a lot of places you would go people would go like oh, i think i've heard of you guys yeah i've heard of you guys and i think it was just because it's a john stamos name nobody really know really heard of us <laughs> yeah, but whatever yeah. um so yeah we got a uh we got a uh, an email and then it was turned into a phone call from supposedly john stamos's publicist uh, we we looked up the name and it seemed legit and he told us that John Stan was like, quote unquote, got the joke and thought it was funny. So. I thought for sure it was turning into a lawsuit. I mean, for shit sure. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> so, but we got the Stamos seal of approval, I guess. And he was going to be on one of like the late night shows. Maybe it was like Conan O'Brien or something. So we sent like some shirts and CDs. But because the band kind of really hadn't been active for a few years at this point, we didn't have much merch anymore, like in terms of like CDs and, uh, excuse me, in terms of like shirts. So we went on, <laughs> he got like the shittiest version of shirts ever because we went on to like Cafe Press or something and made, like, two that cost, like, $80 to make uh, on these white (laughs) shirts. And they came out all fuzzy, fuzzy fuzzy-looking. Yeah, just to send them to him. And we're like, oh, man, maybe he'll wear these on the show. And we're like, oh, my God, when he got them, like, there's no way. (laughs) And I don't know. I mean, they were damn expensive, looked like crap. But he has – John Stamos, in in his possession, has two very unique items or whatever dumpster he threw them into has two very unique items (laughs) somewhere out there in a landfill probably (laughs) –
2: You know, there's so many songs written about famous people, you know, like all the famous girls kind of, I'm always curious to like, did Winona Ryder ever hear that song about her or, you know, whatever, but you never really hear (laughs) if they actually hear these songs or even know about it. So uh, that's really cool.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Stamos seal of approval, man. Have mercy.
2: If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John John Stamos.
0: Stamos.
5: And it's kind of it's kind of funny because the the John Stamos project story like continues into uh, basically like overlaps with the start of the Rochelle's or just like continues like with just being in the the whole musical. I'm going to say my musical career. That sounds really fucking pretentious and stupid. That's not what I mean, but you know you know what I mean. It's just like to this day, like, yeah, I, I, know I still I still have involvement with some of these people from like 15, 20 years ago, and it's so awesome that we're all still doing something with this music that we've loved so consistently for so many years. And I've had so many people over the years be like, oh, you still listen to that, or oh, you'll grow out of it. It's like, no, it's just like... And it's not even fully nostalgia anymore. It's just there's still good stuff. It's still a sound that like I will forever listen to and want to play and just has a feeling for me that just can't be replaced by any other type of music. I don't know.
2: So let me ask you, did you guys, did John Stamos ever play with uh, the New Rochelles then?
5: Surprisingly, no. Um, I think by the time the New Rochelles started, that probably was the time that, that JSP was not really doing anything anymore. So like we had played Oh, well, I, you know, I mentioned I mentioned a bunch of bands before, but the one I really should mention because it kind of brings it full circle is Project Twenty Seven. In the Great dead. band. I mean, we we were so close to each other in terms of not not only just style of music being friends, but like physically close to one another, like twenty minutes away from each other, fifteen minutes away from each other, neighboring towns. So when you know, we were a few we were a few years older, and they would come to our shows. And I remember I remember like one of one of the shows we played somewhere at some bar. Like they came to us after the show and gave us a CD. It was like, oh, check this out! It's our first release. And I still you know I still have it here. And I'm like, oh, nice! There's another band like directly. Directly doing the same kind of stuff that we're doing, this is awesome. We can, we can, pal, yeah. we can pal around with these guys. And yeah, we got to know them. And, uh, you know, it's always, it's always been like that connection there. So when, um, when Rochelle's came up, like I said, I think that was in a period where not only was JSP not really active anymore, um, but I had, I had kind of dropped out of just doing anything. My, my son was born in, in 2010. So, you know, just, the time period we had another band after JSP, me and the guitars. We did this band, The Erasers, which was, which was more like a, um, like a synth, you know, new wavy. I mean, it's synth and new, it's still pop punk at the nice. end of the day with with synth. And that record is one of my favorites. I, I love that record, but it, it didn't. really You know, we self released it and stuff like that. Only only digitally at, at that point it was just things were changing, you know, just in life. Like I said, my son was born in 2010. So for a good six to eight years or six, six, maybe six years, I was kind of out of it. And I really wasn't listening to anything new or really know what was going on. So I would go to shows, uh, some like when my son was a little older and now it was like, Oh, I could start going to shows again, get back into things. I would see, you know, Ricky and, uh, and sometimes rookie at the shows, uh, and you know, like, dressed to the striped shirts and looking like Rochelles at the shows. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, Hey, what's going on guys. (laughs) And, but not really realizing that realizing that they had, you know, this, this full fledged thing going on. I remember, um, Johnny Stamos from the band showing me like the, the mommy laundry video back in 2013. And it was like the coolest video I ever saw. It was the most fun video that I had seen in a long time. Um, so I was like, Oh, that's, that's awesome. It's really cool. So that's, I kind of like started to become aware of the bands at that point. Um, so yeah, it was just just kind of funny that you know things eventually come full circle and uh, yeah, I, and you know how I how I kind of hooked up to become a Rochelle we can we can get into but I mean whatever you know
2: yeah yeah I want to know like how obviously you guys were close physically you had to have known each other so I don't know much about Project Twenty Seven of course Ronnie and Ricky mm-hmm. but I don't know I'm assuming they just kind of fizzled off and the new Rochelle started and then. Uh, so what were you like sitting around like just waiting for Ronnie to quit <laughs> and be like, man, they're gonna start a new band and no, no. they're gonna hire me and you didn't get that right away or what? No, What's the
5: deal? no, no, no. It was it was so we uh we had a John Samus Project had a, like a a one off reunion show um in 2010 like just like like two days before my son was born and uh, that was like the big show we hadn't played together in so many years and then in 2016 we had like a second coming of another reunion show like what are we kiss or whatever but um it's just like some place wanted to play with a couple old bands like yeah we'll (laughs) we'll get together we'll play a show we haven't played together in like six years like sure so we were at a practice we were at a rehearsal studio the the same place we'd always typically go to and um we were we were practicing in there and i'm trying to remember like For whatever reason, it turned out that Ricky was there. And I don't think he was doing ourselves. I think there was another band he was doing something with at that point, like just a side project or something else with friends. And uh, he happened to be there. And he came in to hang a little and listen to some of the new stuff we were playing afterwards, which we never did anything with. And I told him at that point, I said, you know, I've always wanted to play second guitar if you're ever thinking of it. And, and he's like, I could see a light kind of went off in his head, and he was kind of surprised because we've always, you know, been the drummers. We've always known each other as the drummers. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was just kind of weird that, like, and here I am talking about guitar, and I want to be, you know, like I said, second guitar, because my thing was always, like, I'll be the rhythm guitar player. Like, I like to do leads and stuff, but I'm like, uh, somebody else is doing more of the heavy lifting. I can just be the back the backing guy that just kind of fills out the sound, you know? So... What?
2: H- had you played guitar in bands at that point, or were you just drumming?
5: Uh, I was just drumming in bands at that point, but like I'd had a guitar for many years to just fuck around with and write stuff and things like that. Yeah, 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 so but never in a in a band situation. So, like I said, he was kind of like surprised that I was asking him this. Um, and he actually told me at that point, like they were thinking about, you know, getting a new guitarist because whatever was going on with the current guy who uh, it was Randy at the time, uh, I guess it wasn't working out. and I said, yeah, if you want, you know, you can come to practice one weekend. And shortly thereafter, we just got together and it was, you know, the, the three of us. And like I said, I, I really anticipated just being a second or like a rhythm guitar. So I'm like, oh, you, oh, shit, you just want me to be the guitar player. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and to make to, to make <laughs> matters even, even uh, like, odder, um, the original guitarist, Ray J, uh, he still live in the neighborhood at that point. And he was the one before Randy, so I'm te- I'm technically the third guitarist in the in the Young Rochelle's.
2: Uh, but he, but I, I don't know who Randy is. I guess I never heard of a Randy.
5: If you watch the Organ Trade video, he's in the Organ Trade video, um, and I believe okay, he plays okay. he plays on that on that release, uh, and maybe the split with the Nerdy Jugheads. I think he plays on those two. So it's funny. I, I joined okay. I joined right before the Organ Trade seven uh, inch came out. And we had the release show and the video came out and I wasn't in the video. And I'm like, we could cut my head off and superimpose it. And do it. I'm like, nah, <laughs> get the fuck out yeah, of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that first practice that I went to, the original guitarist, Ray J, because uh, Ray J and Ricky are, are still good friends, he was actually at that practice. And I had no idea it was the original guitarist because I didn't really know anybody from that era of, of anything. And it was just kind of funny that here I am at that practice, like trying, they, they had sent me like thirty songs to learn, like all the all the demos and the stuff that eventually became the first album, um, which we worked together to, like figure out the right songs we wanted to have on it. But yeah, it was it was funny. I'm like after it was over, they're like, you know, that was that was Ray was the other guitarist. So I'm like, oh n- no kidding, I guess I, I made the cut. I'm good enough. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah. But I, but I, it was funny because like I went in to this practice playing like like uh like Billy Joe or something like very I wanted to be very animated and like that's just the way I like would play and it was like stop the music you will play all downstrokes and I was like oh shit and I was no stranger to playing downstrokes by any stretch of the imagination but not like being the sole guitar player in a band demanding all downstrokes for like a 35 minute set or let alone like a a 3 hour practice you know so I was like oh, okay I got some some work I got to do
2: so who's who's the guy? It's got to be rookie, right? That's the downstroke Nazi. <laughs> uh,
5: I w- I would uh, I would say yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then they uh, they presented me like you know, we played together for like a few months or whatever, and I think they made it official. They told they told Randy, and I was like, I'm staying out of this. I don't. You guys do what you want to do. I I just wanted to be the second guitar, you know. Um, but they presented me with a certificate, like one of the practices, that christened me Rocky. So I had never seen the name before that. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I knew an R name was on the horizon. And I kept thinking, I'm like, hmm, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And now here it was immortalized in print. And that's it's stuck ever since. Or actually, should I say, my name is actually Rocky and all the Rochelles are somewhat related through various parents and uh, different genealogies throughout the years. That's, uh, yes, that's that's more like it. Exactly. Yes.
2: So so what do you think of the name at first were you yay nay or
5: uh no I was for it I was for it cuz I knew where they were coming from they were coming from the fact you know Italian and rocky and yeah maybe it sounds kind of kind of silly and goofy I'm like <laughs> yeah like, okay I'll I'll take it that's fine I'm I'm cool with that and you know rock yeah rock all right sure <laughs>
1: have hits, but I can't let her go cause I love playing with her Can't be my way, gotta be your way, there's a monster in my hallway, I don't know what to do Can't be your way cause it's the wrong way, this is taking far too long I don't know what to do Oh, I don't know
2: what to do with you There's a few things that we talked about last week, and um, we chatted about them real briefly, but you didn't elaborate too much on them. So I, I got to ask you about some things. Okay. Uh, Rocky, have you ever ordered um, any CDs from Japan?
5: From Japan? Oh, my, my love for Japan import <laughs> CDs. Yes. And the dark Dude, side. Dude, I see
2: these pictures. <laughs> I don't know how many CDs you have, but I always see these pictures of you where you're, you're posting uh, these, these Japanese imports. Yep. And I'm like, I got that one. Sometimes you know, (laughs) I I never got too into them because it was like, I you know whatever. I didn't want to buy a Japanese import for for one extra song. But you have a ton of them, so. But I know, you, just tell me the story about what happened after buying uh, a few too many.
5: There, there is there is a dark side, and I will I will explain this (laughs) to everyone out there. Be be aware. So. So yeah, so yeah, I definitely love you know import CDs. The the Japan ones always seem to be the best. Any you know, other stuff from the UK and Australia, whatever. And like um, I don't know. And then and it's like that's one thing that I used to do also. I used to have to have every version of every type of release, and it just got way <laughs> yeah. too unwieldy. It was when I used to live at home. My room was just filled with damn CDs. And I, I used to work like like after Sam Goody. I had mentioned I used, then I then I decided like oh I want to go to more like a smaller store and get all like you know the used stores and get all the cool stuff and whatever. So. Then I started discovering all these little things Um, and there had been like a local store near me that I absolutely loved uh, called Slip Disc and they had all the imports and things like that. I was there all the time. Coolest people, coolest store in the world. Um so that's really where I started to discover. Oh like there's like these other versions with extra songs and then they had like the import singles. So it started yeah, yeah. it started in the stores, right? And then like I said if this is if we're talking, you know, 2000 whatever, 2001, 2002, then it's like the you know you're more and more into the internet now and and you know going to find things on there. And I had started with I think it was like gem.com. I don't know if you remember that. g e m m.com. I think it's I think it's gone now. But I used to get like all these oddball imports on there by by sending you know well concealed cash you know through the mail, and I'm sure some of them went off into the (laughs) ether. But I had a pretty good success rate with actually getting a lot of the stuff. They also had like these weird, just little tangent. They had these weird Russian imports that would have like two albums on one CD. So like I remember I had like Ramones and Clash ones, and it wasn't like each band. Like they would take two random albums from. The, from any of these bands and just mash them together. They weren't in chronological order, so it made no sense. <laughs> so it was like the first Ramon album with Acid Eaters or Brain Drain and all the stuff and more volume two. I'm like, why would you put those together? It didn't make any sense. But I used to love those until I realized why am I spending so much money on these things. Um, but two main places that I discovered online, which kind of started, this is where, the, the, the again, the dark side comes from, was like cduniverse.com, <laughs> which I don't even know if it's still around. And there was like CD... Uh, something or other is another cd.com whatever so
2: there sounds pretty cd yeah
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah well it it certainly gets that way <laughs> um the inventory between these two sites was nearly the same but the prices always varied so at this point i didn't i, I had a credit card but i think the the balance was probably so low and I I, I just didn't use it or I probably maxed it out at that point. Who knows? I was an idiot. Um, so I was, I was doing money <laughs> orders with the money. So I was, i was mailing money orders to all these places. And the first thing that got me and this, this was not like the in trouble. This was just like, I, I swapped the two orders and I sent one order to the other one with the two money orders. And then they had to like credit me on both sites. And then things were more money on the other ones. I was like, ah, oh, God damn it. I'm so pissed. But through the CDUniverse.com, I discovered they had some other subdomains or other other tabs you could click on, one being DVD Universe, and then a hidden one called AdultDVDUniverse.com, <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. So Japanese imports started to like, ah, maybe I don't need so many of those anymore, but what is this part of the site, right? So... That's where some of my money, my CD money orders, found a new home for a while. And you know, what a harrowing experience it is being at school or my part time job knowing that a box of porn essentially is going to be arriving for my parents to carry inside. <laughs> Nobody ever opened them, thankfully. So one fateful day, I, I think it, it was like 11 a.m. I don't remember if it was like before I had to go to class or if it was a Saturday, but the phone rings. And my mom picks up the phone in her bedroom. It's a corded phone, mind you, so I can't go anywhere if I talk on this thing. And after a weird silence, she says it's for me. So I go into her room and I pick it up and there's this detective who introduces himself. And I wish I could remember his name, but I think I blocked it out, I guess. I don't know. He starts by telling me that they have these traces of money orders sent to either the the parent company or the sites in particular and asks me like what I can tell him about them. And I'm like... Uh, I probably played dumb for a minute or so, but eventually said something like, yeah, I get DVDs through them. And he kept pushing like, what DVDs would those be? And I'm like, uh, you know, those of the adult variety. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I see. He's like, is there anything about these DVDs you can tell me? And I think I must have cut them off there at some point. My heart's probably like pounding. And I'm like, hey, listen, I-, I know what people get in trouble with regarding this kind of stuff. And I'm not involved in any of that. And he, but he like, kept pushing, like what? like what what do you mean what do people get in trouble for so now i'm standing in my mom's bedroom on a corded phone i can't go anywhere with i just kind of <laughs> hide next to the bed and she's probably standing outside the room listening in i've i've never confirmed that so i don't know and i'll never bring it up but i'm like well nothing illegal like you know underage or anything like that i know that i i know that's you know people will get in trouble for that you can't do that that's not good why would anybody want to see that and he like relented a little at that point and he's like Guess, I guess he realized like I'm just a dumb kid buying porn DVDs with money orders at this point. And his final his final question was the topper. He goes, "Can you tell me any of the titles you purchased?" <laughs> I'm like, dear God, I, like I'm going to recite some of these over the phone with who else? Who, who God knows who else is listening? And so I was just like, "No, sorry, I, I don't have them anymore." And he didn't believe me, of course. But eventually the call ended. But I swear to God, right after that call ended, I bagged everything up, including any other magazines or VHS tapes that I had, and dumped them all a few towns over. Like I, I took them to like a chicken restaurant that was throwing out their garbage that night. And I I just fucking put them with all their garbage and I, I fully expected like to come back home and find the police at my door ready to confiscate anything so i'm like i anything i owned with a pair of bear <laughs> yeah. boobs on it would be like hey what is that so i never heard from him again i never went back to those sites i don't know if they still exist and yeah I, even right now my heart is like oh god what a, what a oh. ah, never want to get a phone call like that again
2: maybe it was just a buddy of yours like hey let's let's fuck with i you hope know, so. i let's hope fuck so. with them and and call him up and try to get him to say the uh, the the titles of these movies because his mom will hear it. It'll be fucking hilarious. Oh, my but God. Dude, that's, that's got to be scary because that's something, you know, that you you can't, you, I don't know, you can't be associated with, <laughs> no. you know, and you don't even want to be, like, the cops called about my porn, you know, like, right away, like, they only call for one reason, you know. Oh, my so God. So that's scary. Yeah. What a sketchy sight, you know. They're probably... Yeah, who knows? Just investigating. Who it. the hell
5: knows? But the fact that I had money orders, it was like, all right, you can trace this back to whoever freaking mailed it in from wherever, <laughs> like, idiot. So, yeah. uh, you know, but but that's, you know, yes, so I went back to Japanese import CDs and, and other import CDs after that. I learned, I learned my lesson. Not through that site even. I stayed off of that site. Oh, God.
2: I think my, all my import stuff was just through, you know, through Timbo at Mutant Pop. He used to get the Crackle stuff, and you know what Snuffy Smiles whatever stuff mm. you know whatever whatever there was especially Sicko you know bands like that yep. um i would just buy it from him so i never went to any weird <laughs> cd sites or anything like that you know dude speaking of mutant pop like last week timbo made a post asking about interpunk and he's been out of it a little bit you know out of the game mm-hmm. And so maybe he doesn't know, but, dude, every answer he got was not good. Uh, <laughs> like, fuck Interpunk kind of thing. And I've been, uh, you know, I don't, I try to stay positive. Like, I don't want to badmouth labels or distros or anything like that. But Interpunk is the one exception. They're absolute shit bags. But, yeah, I, I, I love going to Interpunk's, like, Facebook page and reading the reviews. Because there's literally not one good one. <laughs> They're all, you know, <laughs> like the best review that Interpunk gets on Facebook is, is literally something that reads like, don't use this company, you know, hmm. because every other one of them are like, these guys are the fucking worst, you know? <laughs> so,
5: yeah, I was saying, it's funny. Cause like, I never, I mean, I haven't ordered from there in a very long time, so I don't know what it's like now, but I, I don't think I ever like had an order go missing or never got anything. Um, if anything, I I ordered probably too much, uh, alongside the, the <laughs> Japan import CDs back in the day. I mean, were, again, we're talking probably 2001 or whatever it was, somewhere around there. It's a long time ago at this point, um, but yeah, I uh, I placed an 800 dollars order once uh, on Interpunk, <laughs> <laughs> and you got it, and I and I got it. So I should I should preface that by by saying it wasn't like a one lump sum. Eight hundred dollar order. It was the kind of thing, and again, I don't know if the site still does it. But at that time, I would I would place orders pretty pretty frequently, and um, you would have the option if something was was on back order, out of stock, or would be in stock in a few days. You could either pay like a dollar or two more to have the stuff shipped now, and then the other one when it comes in, or you could say, well, just just wait until everything's in. But in that in that interim, you could still add stuff to your cart. So I just kept doing that all the time. I just kept adding every time, like, oh, good. And it became like a game almost, (laughs) like, oh, nice, something else is out of stock. I'm going to add three more CDs on. So I would pay for these as they were going. It's not like it was one bill that came, but I would pay, like, you know, $50 here or whatever dollars here. And eventually it all ended up to a freaking $800 order, 800 and change. And this giant fucking box came and it had like everything I had ordered for months and months in there. I believe it was all CDs too. I don't even think it was like a $40 hoodie or, or anything like that. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain it was all CDs. And at that point, I remember bringing it to like a John Stamos project practice just because it was so cool. Look at this giant box of shit that I got. And they, they were probably like, <laughs> "Are you kidding me?" Like we we have a we have a song that we never officially recorded. It's like a demo. It's up somewhere online um, the, about me buying too many CDs. And it's just it's just like yeah, that that was me. And I tried to get I tried to get an invoice uh, from Interpunk uh to i wanted to know like what was on that order but it goes back too far and i contacted them so and then nobody got back to me so yeah you know what fuck them they never got back to me about my invoice from 20 years ago you know
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) how dare they dude i used to i used to buy from them never had a problem i used to sell uh label stuff to them you know and they they paid they would reorder i would send they would pay and then wherever it stopped I don't remember, but at one point I went back, you know they they would send me requests. we need more tattletale CDs and I was just like I guess lazy about it because the label was dead or whatever and then um, uh, a few years back, like maybe like five years ago or so I went on there and I'm like, I wonder if they owe me money you know and they did it was like 52 dollars so I requested it and it I never got it. And I've emailed them and no response for years. Like every, you know, every, every six months or so, I'll get like a wild hair up my ass and I will contact them (laughs) knowing that they're not going to get back to me. So I've always wanted to do this and we got to do it right now on the show. I've always wanted to order something (laughs) and just see how long it takes. (laughs) Nice. Like maybe I can report back next week that I got it. Maybe it's next month. I have a feeling I won't get it. I like but this. I for like this. The, I need you to help me decide what, what I should buy.
5: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Uh, I, I'm, I actually went to Interpunk. I'm on the site. I can't believe, like, they have brand new shit. Out of all the, all the horror stories, like, nobody gets their records, they have brand new stuff. Like, the new Bottle Rocket record is up there.
5: Yeah, this is very current. This is much more current than I would have expected this homepage to be. Yeah.
2: I haven't been to this site in forever, so uh Mr. T experience, you know, the Shards volume 3. I can't believe they even send shit to Interpunk. That's crazy. But um I don't want to spend too much money cuz I know I'm not getting this. <laughs> so <laughs> help me I, I like let's I don't even know how much their 7-inches are not cheap through Interpunk, I don't think, but um they don't have any John Stamos stuff, do they? Probably not.
5: Uh, I don't know if they would still have it. Let's see.
2: Ah, gone. Nah, that sucks. Bam. <laughs> they probably owe you money. They pro- probably. Um, uh, how about should we go Rochelle's related? Rochelle C- Young Rochelle's. Eleven seventy-five. They got the. Uh, they got the. Uh, the album or the Nerdy Jughead split? I have both. So, if I buy one of them, I'm cool with that. I'll just give it away if I get it. <laughs> um, what do you think they'd have if they had something? I have I, I don't no want to buy idea. something that I don't think they don't have. That I think they don't have. So I, I want to try to buy something that I think they might have in stock.
5: I'm, l- I'm looking at like the stuff down at the bottom. They have toys. I have, like the, the the Misfits Fiend action figure, seventeen dollars and ninety cents. Good grief! Uh, that's cool,
2: actually though. <laughs> Seventeen ninety, huh? Wow! And
5: then after, what's the shipping gonna be on that? Seventeen ninety.
2: <laughs> they used to have like a five dollar flat fee, I the, thought, I, or maybe that's it's alive. Adam used to do that too, so maybe I'm confused. I should not be confusing Adam with Interpunk. Sorry, Adam. <laughs>
5: They got the, they got a, 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 some bobbleheads. Don't get me started on the bobbleheads. I'm not even gonna get into it. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, you got a you got a little fascination with those, oh, right? Jesus. How many you got?
5: Oh Christ! <laughs> Hold on, let me turn around. <laughs> What's right.
2: the coolest bobblehead you got? Oh God. Um.
5: Well, I'm a big fan of the, the I like the the agronautics, the like all the you know the punk performer ones. Those are those are like my favorite. But before that, the one that, actually the one that started it all was the was the Joey Ramone one, the Necka Head Knocker. That was the one that I found at yeah. Tower Records way back in the day, and that kind of set it all in motion. I'm like, oh my god, these things are awesome. So I have like my wall of um, like superhero related ones, but they're like the movie ones. So the likenesses are like the people that are in the movies. Because if I venture into the ones to look like the comics, I'll just I'll have no space anywhere anymore. <laughs> um, then I have like the whole wall above my CDs that have like all the 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 Agronautics ones, and then like monster ones and horror ones up at the top. Um, and then the other side has like TV show ones, like walking dead and breaking Bad, And, uh, what else is up there? Some Batman ones and sin city and yeah, fucking comic book nerd and stuff like that. So it's, it's, I have, I have way too many. I I don't even know. Like if it, uh, let me, let me turn around real quick. Hold on. Let me see what this one row. And then I'm just going to calculate one, two, three, four, five, six.
2: Seven. God, there's like <laughs> What's tw- your wife think of all these, um,
5: I, I think she's come to accept it at this point. <laughs> it started very simple yeah. as one or like one row and then, you know, able to afford a bigger house, which means able to afford more bobbleheads, right? Don't they go hand in hand with one another? I think that's how it works. Absolutely, so, dude. So, yeah, I mean... I, I think I have two. <laughs> it's nice to walk into a room and everybody agrees with you, you know, when you walk in. That's what I like. Everybody, bo- everybody nods their head forward when you
2: walk in i don't know i don't know what that's like <laughs> at all and then they
5: don't talk back so it's awesome <laughs>
2: uh Although if I, I have the joe queer one
5: i have that one too yep yep that one's up there my my andrew wk one um partied a little too hard and the head broke off and fell behind the whole cd rack so it's like i'm never getting that thing
2: again just, that's what he does though right well yeah
5: that's what you gotta do
2: i haven't been on interpunk so long that i'm 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 amazed they have this much shit.
5: I really didn't think it would be as So current. I was
2: yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go uh I'm going to go Young Rochelle's, dude. Nice. Seems fitting considering. Yeah.
5: I I agree with that.
2: Should I buy the CD or the LP? Um
5: wait, what kind of LP we have? Is it is it a uh, is it a limited smoke vinyl one? I don't think we'd have those anymore.
2: It is a uh a limited black vinyl. Limited I don't know if it's limited. <laughs> 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 Just yeah, right, whichever one. I, I, I added it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Wow. Uh, this is probably pretty boring <laughs> at home. Hey, I'll, I'll
5: I'll tell you while you're doing this a funny story with Thacker. So, um, uh, since we're on, you know, sounds rad, and he put out the record, he's another guy that I had kind of known back from the when I was in high school days, like from the Imperfect Records days, and uh, I had booked a show. I told him this, like, what, well, yeah, I told him this years later. It was kind of funny. Like, um, I booked a show, I believe, with Shooter and The Proteins. I, I, I'm fairly certain it was both of them. It was like a local firehouse show with my, my high school band. And they ended up not showing. Uh, somebody did call me to tell me they, w- they weren't going to make it or whatever. And uh, I remember... Mm-hmm. telling Chris Thacker afterwards like, you know, they didn't come and you know, whatever. And he's like, Oh, there there were probably were there people there, were there kids there? Were, were like like looking forward to it? I'm like, Oh yeah, man. There's so look so many people there. There there weren't that many people. It was just it was just the bands. <laughs> so there was no there was really nothing. <laughs> There was nothing lost there by them not showing up. It was totally okay. (laughs) I just wanted to save face and be like, oh, yeah, there were so many people at the show. So at one point, he was like, oh, if you send me your, uh, you know, my current band at the time, like, yeah, if you got, you guys recorded something, send it to me. Maybe I'll add it to like, you know, the imperfect distro. And that record was a piece of shit. We were, you know, 17, whatever, we recorded it. And I, he got it. And then we never, we we didn't talk after that at all. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah, all right. Well, whatever. So then years later, when, uh, uh, the John Stamos project North American all-stars EP first came out on knock knock when Enoch hooked up with Chris Thacker to do kind of like the, the co-releases. I was like, Hey, could we, could we get like the EP, like re released on, on insub? Like, that'd be really cool. You know? And you know, it's a, cause we, it was like a short run that we had done, you know, like we wanted to like get like a silverback CD. We'll do new artwork for it. We'll do CD multimedia quote unquote. We had like a video we put on it at the time. It was like, you know, CD plus or whatever it was called at that point. So, we did that and then we played the first uh Incep Fest and that's that's where I first told Thacker that same story. He was like, Oh dude, he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, Oh, it was it was fifteen years ago. Don't don't worry about it, man. And then like <laughs> and then, you know, I kind of like I said, I disappeared for many years kind of out of like the bands and the scene for a while. So when I joined the Rochelles, and then it was like, Yeah, we're already in talks with Chris Thacker to like put out the first Rochelles record, and I'm like, Oh no shit, I haven't talked to him in so long. And I actually helped work on the InSub website at the time, the InSub website, the Knock Knock website, like Cold Feet, uh, Rally, like all those. I had like a template and a couple different templates I'd been working with. They probably, if you look back at them now, probably look terrible. But at the time it was like, oh, cool. Like I could work with these people to help... Get these CDs out there, like in a you know, just by by helping with the websites or at least the designs for them. Um, so it was just again, just like just like Project Twenty Seven and Ricky and all coming around and being part of bands and friends for so many years. To then again with Thacker, it was just so funny how all those years later, here I am re-involved with some of the people who had helped in the past and we worked together on stuff. Uh, just really cool.
2: So I am. I had to open a new account because I. <laughs> I don't know my account information offhand. I could find it, but I have it in the cart. Oh, shit. Oh, It's not in stock. That sucks. I got to find something else. Wait, that's actually
5: perfect for this whole scenario here because it says that if you, it shouldn't be able to be clicked on and to add to a cart if it's not. Hey, you know what you do? You add something else to the cart and rack up an $800 order.
2: That's He's not like, what I'm gonna ah, do. Ah, damn. <laughs> um, no, but it says available soon. So uh, let's go try. Let's try to get this. Let's try to get the Nerdy Jughead seven inch. Cool.
5: That's that's actually out of print. So yeah, go go for that.
2: They probably won't have it. Eight dollars. <laughs> let's do it. I'm going to Brrr. delete the album. Let's see if I can do it. Recalculate. Check out. In stock, baby. All right. Nice.
5: I wonder if it's gonna be like they don't—they actually don't have—and they send you something else and replace. Maybe they'll send you the Misfits I... fiend uh, toy instead.
2: <laughs> order placed. We're good. Wow. Uh, All right. This says your order is expected to ship tomorrow july 29th 2021 let's i'll let you know next week we will see <laughs> wow ah fuck
5: bated breath let's see what happens
2: all right cool i dude. i've always i've wanted to do that since the show started and it just i don't know it just it's one of those things that just doesn't come up you know perfect cool nice so that'll be fun very cool um all right, dude, so let's get to let's get to the big announcement of the new band that features it's kind of like a uh, kind of like a mini super group. <laughs> you know? Uh, let's 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 unveil the new band. Who's in it? What's the name of the band? Let's do that first.:
5: Sure. Sure. yeah, the uh, the new band, kind of this uh, the side project they have going on uh, from the Rochelles, it's called Pep Talk. Um, and it's got members of the Rochelles, obviously. It's, it's myself. Uh, I'm singing, solely just singing uh, for this band, Rookies on Bass. Uh, and then we got members from the other band that I play drums for, I'm Sketchy. Um, I think that band's a little out of the bubble from, from what we're talking about here. Um, and then it's got members from uh, the Steinways, Houseboat, Skinny Jeans. That would be both uh, Azim and Chris Gribbett. So... Yeah,
2: mini supergroup. Dude, rookie sent me this well over a year ago, I think. Now and was like, "Hey, we got a new band, and you know, I want to send you some stuff. You know, when when we have something." But you know, he seemed really excited about this, and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, I want to hear it." You know, and um, didn't have a band name. I remember it was sort of like, "What's this band?" And it was like, "I don't think you even had a name." But dude, he ended up he sent me um, one song. And I was like, holy fuck, blown away. And I'm like, I'm in. You know, right away, I didn't even know the band name. I'm like, I'm in. (laughs) He sent me, um, and then at one point, he sent me like maybe a SoundCloud. Maybe it was on SoundCloud. And it was like, not a good band name. It was like a joke name, if I remember right.
5: Oh, Detective Buttcrack. Yeah, that was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And
2: I was like, Detective Buttcrack? Like, I'm not, no, dude. I hope that. And I never told him that or told you this, but I was like, I can't based on the band name alone like I can't I can't release a record by Detective Buttcrack.
5: No. Near, so, near, uh, nor, nor did I want the <laughs> band to remain that name. That was just a stupid I found a picture of a butt dressed like a detective. Turns out it's like a Japanese uh, comic and it's called <laughs> De- detective butt yeah and i just called him detective butt crack because it had a different i could pick a different picture for every song and it was like oh he's like smoking and blowing wind out of his mouth but it's his ass like it was just it was great so <laughs> i'm like fuck it we'll use yeah. that and he's like no that's totally that's a great name and i'm like this is not gonna be the name of the band <laughs>
2: like no way rookie wanted it to be called that
5: uh yeah he did <laughs>
2: Dude. Oh man, I'm glad that that wasn't it. But yeah, I was a little nervous about that. But dude, that fucking song was so good. And it I was I couldn't fucking believe how good it was.
4: Oh man. And Thank then um
2: and then I got a couple more songs and it was like this is legit and then finally he he messaged me one day and it was like, "Oh, the the band's name is Pep Talk." And I'm like, "Oh, fucking yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's the name, you know, because obviously there's the the descendants reference and i mean it's just a cool name
5: yeah i mean the it, the the descendants reference. i mean i obviously to try and pick a new band name was like i haven't had to do that in years so it was the <laughs> one of the hardest yeah. things it was harder than writing and recording the songs it was like shit a new band name what the hell um so we finally settled on that and it was like yeah the, the, obviously like the, the, the descendants reference and then i also thought about like the kinds of songs and i know like my own personality i'm typically like a like a downer or like a pessimist. And a lot of the things that I write aren't necessarily like very happy or, or they just, or, and you know, I go back and I listen to some of the songs. I'm like, oh, actually, I do have a good mix. But to me, it's always like, I'm always like, Ugh, with everything. Ugh. So, like, to call it pep talk, not only to the sentence <laughs> reference, but like, they're clearly not these like inspirational pep talk type of songs. I'm like, yeah, I think that works on a couple different levels, you know?
2: The album is just about out, right? I mean, it's out in what's the official date
5: uh, official date for the lp is september 10th
2: yep. god i hope it makes it by then <laughs> it should <laughs> so the album's coming out but we're also doing an eight inch lathe cut picture disc and they're already done they've been done for a while and they fucking look awesome it is the the first single next to me yep and it also has another album track and a uh, a road to ruin medley there's a special guest on the album and on the single, yeah, can you? Is are we keeping that secret, <laughs> no, or are we I, talking about that? I think it's... we can.
5: I think this is the good time to to let it be known. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm certainly extremely excited about it. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, Dude, the, same. Um, yeah. Cj Ramon adds adds some some vocals to uh, to the the second song on the single, which will also be on the album. It's a slightly different version, um, but the fact that he was awesome enough, like. It, it, it was just an idea. Like we we knew for like a song, we wanted to have. There's this part in the particular song where it's like from the viewpoint of somebody else. So like, well, it'd be cool to have somebody else sing it. And we have Gooly. We have a version with Gooly, the guy, the other guy who's in the band who plays lead guitar. Um, he did it in the studio, but and and it came out great. But we were always like, oh, it'd be cool to get like a special guest on this, you know? Um, and yeah, you know, we, we were trying to figure out who we we're gonna ask, and it came up it was like, want to ask CJ? I was like, get the fuck out of here, CJ. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to go and ask a Ramon to do it. Sure. Like whatever. But you know, we've, we've known CJ for some time. We've played a bunch of shows. We've seen him around. He used to be, before we moved to California, he was actually like a town over from where I live. And it was like once or twice, like, uh, you know, my wife had actually run into him. He was doing a signing in the same place she was going to a class. It was just kind of funny. It was like, oh, it's in the same area. So it's always like, oh, I hope like maybe at some, some point we can do something with CJ. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on a whim, we just asked them, we sent them the song and gave them the lyrics and said, you know, showed them what it, what it would sound like. And within like a day, I, I believe it was the next day. If it wasn't the next day, it was two days later. He sent it back. And not only did he send it back done, but he's like, hey, I hope it sounds good. Let me know. He's like, doesn't take anything to redo if need be or something like that. And I'm like, I'm going to go back and tell you that this is subpar? Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You took the time. You could have recorded it in the car. You could have recorded on the shitter. I don't care. Like, the fact that CJ Ramon is playing on this or singing on this is incredibly awesome. Um, so... And and yeah, I mean uh, like I thank him to no end for doing it. It's just so cool. I'm a little I'm, now that I think about it, I'm a little concerned that maybe he thought it was for a Rochelle song. I don't think so. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess
2: time <laughs> will Fuck. tell. He's going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: But it's yeah, it's cool. I mean, we ended up kind of doubling down on the Ramones like unintentionally because we do have that Road to Ruin medley that's on the single too. That's a exclusive track to the single. Um it basically yeah, takes yeah. takes parts of um The three songs from Road to Ruin, I always felt kind of sounded so similar. And there were so many parts to them. I'm like, we got to do some type of medley around this. And it was um, uh, I'm Against It. Um, I wanted everything, I'm Against It and Bad Brain. So it's like a mashup of those three songs all together. Um, It came out like so much Dude, it turned out really
2: cool. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, it turned out really... I was surprised because Rookie was telling me and I'm like, how's that going to (laughs) work out, you know? But I was pretty impressed with it, dude.
5: Now we just have to remember all the freaking chord changes.
2: I remember rookie like the the thing is done. The album is like done, and he he messages me one day. Oh, we gotta we might have a guest vocal on on one of the tracks, so we might you know we gotta wait. I don't want to jinx it, so I don't want to tell you who it is. And I'm like, who is it? You know, like whatever. I'm not it's gonna be somebody that's cool, but not it's not gonna knock my socks off. You know. And the next day he's like. Oh, it's all confirmed and it's done, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Who is it? CJ. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Get the fuck out. <laughs> and I, I was like, how? And still, honestly, until it seems so weird. Like, like how? How does? How do I? You know, put out a record that has a Ramon on it. This just doesn't. Right? It doesn't it's I can't comprehend that quite yet.
5: Yeah, I, so, I know. I know. Uh, it's funny cuz you see like that stuff all the time. you see, like, "Oh, this and even like with CJ and like other like Ramone's and stuff, but like, you know, just people from super influential notable bands where it's like, "Oh, they how did they get them to be on that?" And like, this was as simple as a a, a message through Facebook. And it was like incredible. Uh, I I still can't believe it. It's <sighs> awesome.
2: It's fucking insane, man. Um I'm, I'm I'm so I'm so grateful to be involved with this, man, because not just for that, this is a fucking killer album. Thank Um, you. you. Like, this album is so solid. You know, I I immediately hear uh, a little bit of a Huntington sound, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing, but oh, man, I was blown away by these songs and um, just... I just want to say thanks for thanks for letting me put it out, dude. Ah, I'm excited,
5: and and equally, you're you're welcome. And equally, I say thank you for wanting to put it out because the, these were songs that I, I had just kind of lying around for the last four or five years. And you know, Rochelle's, we've been doing a lot of recording for Rochelle's. We recorded like 27 songs, and when we were kind of like demoing all these songs for it, you know. When different pr- people bring different songs there's just a to a band like there's always a different dynamic even if the band <laughs> shares some of the same members it's just I don't know like you just they don't really hit the mark in a certain configuration but then like you look at them as I was starting to look at some of the songs um that were kind of that I had been amassing and I even you know I've written like a new one or two for this um but I step back and I'm like, oh my god like all these songs in and of themselves they're lending themselves to to a record like it has like kind of all the beats that i would want to hit like if you listen to like a a don't back down or my brain hurts or whatever like they they don't just like it's not all kind of the same style of song from one to the next they they kind of like up and down you you got your straightforward you got your bouncy you got your faster and that's what i always like i like the albums to have like a push and pull and feel like you're on like a roller coaster of some sort yeah and that and i i kind of looked like oh my god like this is happening inadvertently like this wasn't intentional at all And it just kind of like COVID, you know, and pandemic happened all at a time. Like we had had a couple of practices before, you know, this was like, this wasn't just like a COVID project. Like I was saying, like before when we were talking, it's like we had started this as like the bands had started to play together. I started playing drums for for that band Sketchy, who's like a really cool um, melodic hardcore band. And uh, got really, you know, close with those guys. And Ghouli, the guitarist, he was into these songs. He had heard them. He knew they were kind of around. He's like, yeah, I would, I would love to do something with these. And he's like. Way better. I mean, d- on guitar than I am. Like he can do like stuff that I wouldn't even know how to do. And I could hear those sounds on these songs that <laughs> I didn't have. I could play them like in the noodly way if I had like an idea for a lead. But he could take it to the next level and do like you know the bends and the bendy stuff. And I can't. I don't know, that's just not what I'm adept at. You know. So it was kind of cool to start hearing that together. And then the fact that I think we had played a sketchy show with Weird Skin, who have Azim and Grivet in the band, and because I had known them for so long. I told them, yeah, I got these songs that were just kind of like, you know, they're hanging around. I want to do something with them. And they heard them. They're like, yeah, well, why, why aren't we doing anything with these? I'm like, awesome. The, we, we got a band. We got some type of configuration. So, um, yeah, so, you know, the, in, obviously in 2020, the pandemic hit and all band stuff had to kind of cease to exist. You no know, practices, no nothing like that. So I ended up recording most of this album, about 80% of it myself, and... Um, and that part of that was was honestly it was kind of by design also like I remember some of the practices we had before and we only had a, a handful um that like Azim was saying like oh you know if you want to record drums on this that's totally cool um, you know and we were all still learning the songs and I you know he's like this is your baby so if it's something you want to do then that's that's no problem I think maybe he was also trying to get out of paying for it but you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's fine yeah yeah <laughs> but, um but, yeah, so, so I ended up, yeah, figuring out the time to, to do it. Um, and uh, that, so that, that's, that's actually, like, the live configuration of the band. So BB on vocals, Rookie on bass, um, Ghoulie on lead guitar, Grivet on rhythm guitar, and Azim on drums. So that's, that's what we're looking forward to, to practicing again and getting back to, to kind of real life. Wait um, a second. Grivet, but Grivet yeah.
2: doesn't play drums?
5: They, so it started... When we first asked, he, he um we did say like yeah well you know by, by like default in my mind like you know like I was saying before like myself and Ricky and Grivet, like it's it's drummers we're drummers right yeah so we said yeah you can play drums and like uh, you know Zemo uh, play guitar and uh, I think Grivet at the time had uh, injured himself I think his, his ankle or something and he couldn't come to some of the early practices that we had so by default. Uh, Azim was like, "Well, I'll, I'll play drums in the meantime," and he had played drums for the Abducted, so it's, it wasn't like a, this unfamiliar territory. Um, so, and then it just kind of stuck. And I think Grivet actually—he did tell me that he didn't really want to play drums. He said, "I'm so out of practice, and I haven't done it in a while." He's like, "No, nah, this is this is fine." So, I don't know if I don't know if Azim really wanted to end up being stuck on drums, but <laughs> that's what it ended up working out and it's, you know, it's, it was, it was fun. It was cool. Like it's always so weird for me as a drummer when you have somebody else behind you playing drums, you know, yeah I bet yeah, it's, yeah. it's almost like, and, and that's, that's one thing like to just go back to like project 27 days and things like that. I had always said at that time, you know, if I'm ever in another band and I'm not playing drums, like Ricky would be the one at the time, like, cause I trust him with everything. Like I know, like we play very similar. So it was cool. Like when I started with the, with the Rochelles, I knew like exactly how, what what it was gonna sound like because it's just we we had the same mentality around stuff, um, so it's always it's always cool and you know fun and weird to kind of you know move move the positions around you know switch switch the bases around so to speak yeah 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 um, and I and I always kind of wanted to sing like I, I I never thought of myself as a singer I still don't but it's just like fun to do and and these songs had been my demos for so long. Um, some of them for Rochelle stuff, when I brought them to the Rochelles, we never even like practiced a couple of them. And if we did, they didn't really go further in terms of like adding Ricky's vocals to anything or so. So they, they're just, they're just like, these are very like inherently like me. And some even like the things that I sing about are more just me. And I think that's also where, where it kind of fell, where these... These are just like your songs and I like like Azim said like these are your babies so do what you want with them We're here to kind of just back you up and you know obviously we'll figure stuff out together but the way when I write I pretty much write soup to nuts like it's I have everything like figured out I don't like I can't be like oh I have a chorus for something and let's work on the rest of it together It's like no I gotta have the whole song. And then I'll do the layering, the backups, and all kinds of stuff. And that's what I've always wanted to do. And I love like layering vocals and piling. There's so many three-part harmonies on this record and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it was just a ton of fun to be able to go and do the drums. I did the drums and, like, well, once once we figured out that it would be safe to go, we had to postpone recording for a while because of, of everything going on. Then we, like, figured, all right, we're in separate rooms, we don't have to worry about it so much. We'll limit our interaction with one another. Um, and I went like on a, it was I think it was a Friday or a Saturday night to get drum sounds. About two hours recorded two songs just to get some levels and sounds. Went back the next day and did the remaining thirteen in like five or six hours. We kept the two from the night before, and that was that was that. The drums were done. Um, it was really cool. I hadn't played to a click track in a long freaking time, so that was like one thing that that was kind of eating away at me the whole time. I was like, Oh shit, I got to play to a click and I'm just used to being off the cuff <laughs> and whatever. And, and even, like, the practicing for the for the record, like, all the songs had been demoed on Garage Band, right, with just this, the same stupid backing drum track that never changed over and over again. So now it was, like, on me to figure out parts, come up where the fills are going to go, what parts I'm going to do for what songs. And the only thing I had to work on at my house was, like, an um, electronic drum kit. And that's very different than when you get onto a real kit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I figured them all out figured them all out on, like, you know, the mesh heads and the plastic, you know, s- symbols and stuff. And then when I got to the studio and I set up my real kit uh and i kind of like laid into it for the first time it felt like i was like floating through air because everything was moving with me it wasn't like hitting plastic (laughs) so it was it was fun like it was it was really cool and i was so happy that like i got to do this and you know it's, it's, so it's a band. Yes, we have a live configuration of the band, but the recording was done primarily by me. Uh, I then did like the rhythm guitars at home because I think COVID had gotten bad again, and we're trying to find the right time to get together. It just never worked, so I ended up doing the stuff at home from my basement, and uh, we reamped together. Then Rookie came in to do bass with a broken elbow, mind you. He, uh, <laughs> how did he break his elbow? I don't.
2: Did I, did I know I, this? I, I don't. I don't uh, I don't remember this. I,
5: maybe. I don't know if he told you. I don't even think he knew until like the week of we were going to record. And it was like, hey, we're trying to figure out when you can go in to do it. Because obviously we weren't going all all to all be there together. And uh, he's like, yeah, I, my, I think I, I, you know, my, he'd been telling me his elbow would hurt. And then I think it was the same week or the week before that he was scheduled to record. It's like, "Oh yeah, I, I f- broke my elbow or fractured my elbow." It's like, "Okay." And he still went and recorded with the with the, a broken elbow. Nice. So, what, that's how you do was it. Was it a
2: hockey accident or what? I'm not sure.
5: I I honestly don't know. Does he play um, hockey? I don't I, even know. It,
2: he does a hockey podcast.
5: Yeah, I could be. I mean, yeah, I don't know if, if if it's his right hand, it could be something else. I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was going to make that uh, joke, but
5: <laughs> <laughs> cheap shot. Yeah, it's um,
2: worth it.
5: yeah, and then then Ghouly, then Ghoulie went in and he did his guitar leads and stuff, and that was cool because, like I said, like it was stuff that I hadn't thought of, and it was cool to hear that sound on top of it. So. Yeah, it's and then then vocals and unfortunately Azim and, and Grivet never got to get to the studio to record anything. It was just like scheduling and everything going on. So you know, if we have something else in the works or something else is coming up, I'd like to get the full band out and and do something together. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I mean, I I, I definitely like doing a lot of it on my own. It was really like there was no like worrying about especially doing the guitar at home man was like so different than having you know working with an, another engineer or somebody being there and telling you to do over do it over or like you know or just knowing internally like i'm not getting this you know what i mean so it was very like lax and i can't believe i kind of did it that way even some of the, the late the later backing vocals i just did from GarageBand because i heard them in my head and we were technically done i just sent it to him like can you just add these in can we can we get these layered in places and for better or worse, like sound-wise, like it, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even notice that they were recorded in a completely different scenario. So it was cool. It was very a lot of off the cuff and, and just get it done and very easy and, and simple process and I, I love what we got out of it. So I'm I'm really looking forward for every to everybody um, to hear it, dude. You
2: know? uh, yeah. So the album is like due out September 10th. Uh, it's called uh, Live Laugh Lobotomy, dude. Who came up with that one? I love it.
5: <laughs> that, that was a rookie one. Yeah. That was definitely a rookie one. He he said it in passing, I think, when we were we were talking about things <laughs> once, uh, probably around band names and stuff. Yeah. And it always kind of stuck with me. And then when we were coming, like, we figured out the pep talk name, and then he's like, Oh, now we need an album title. I'm like, No, we have one. You said Live Laugh Lobotomy once. I'm like, that's that's the album title. Yeah. So that was no doubt in my mind. It was not gonna be Detective Buttcrack, it was Live Laugh Lobotomy. <laughs>
2: yeah, dude, the album is killer. Uh, it's coming soon. The single, the eight inch lathe cut picture disc, which they fucking look amazing. They sound pretty good too. They really look cool. Those are, yeah. those are, as of you're listening to this, they're up, right? They're for sale. You can go to heypizzarecords.com and purchase one. I don't think people will be disappointed, dude. I think anyone who's listening to this show is, this is right up their fucking alley, dude. They're going to freak out.
5: I, I sure hope so. Yeah, and and
2: <laughs> Even if you don't like it, it's got CJ Ramon on it. So yeah, come on. Um, should we play it? I mean, we're talking about this thing. We gotta play this this song. Yeah, let's play the single. All right. Yeah,
5: we got a video for it too. So yeah, let's. let's Wait a minute. Uh, There's let's a let's vi-
2: Yeah, when's the video? Is the video coming out like in a couple days? From hearing this,
5: uh, I believe I believe a couple days from hearing this on on Friday the sixth. Cool. Um, we'll have the video, the announcement, and it'll be on digital. Um, So yeah, it'll
2: it'll be out there Alright, so here you go, next to me I, like I said, the first time I heard it, I was floored by how good this song was. And then the rest of the album, dude, this isn't like... That's not even my favorite song on the album. Oh, man. Thank you. Oh, dude. There's like three songs in the running for my favorite. And that's one of them, but...
5: Nice. I like it.
2: (laughs) Dude, it's good. I fucking dig it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. Dude, it's been so... It fucking sucks. Like, I love not revealing everything six months in advance because there's nothing worse than that. Putting the big reveal out there and then nothing for months. And then people, they forget about it by the time it's out. But this one has been fucking very difficult not to talk about. I mean, these, these fucking eight inch singles have been in my, they've been at my place for months and it's been like just difficult to not fucking share with the world. But, uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's worth the wait, dude. Yeah, I've,
5: I've thanks, thanks. I've I've been wanting to like leak stuff. I'm like, no, come on, like let's let's do this right. Don't. And it was always like me, like oh, I wonder if they're in yet. Are we getting the? Are they done yet? Can we? Can I? Can I put something up? Can I put up a piece of a song? And it's like, no, stop. Just stop. Post your Japan import CDs for now. Don't worry about this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. So just so you know, everybody listening, there's there's 50 of these singles made. Um. There there will be some. Only other place besides me that you can get these is uh, *Endless Detention* records in Jap- in uh, in Japan. Jesus Christ! In Australia. So, if you really nice. want one, Craig's got a few copies. That's it. Other than that, it's it's through me, and I'm I'm so excited about this one.
5: Definitely. Thank you again for enjoying it and wanting to put it out. And
2: this is this is going to be awesome. So now that that's out of the bag. Um, I got to ask you about this, all this new Young Rochelle shit because Rookie fucking came to me like two years ago now and it was like talking about, you know, all these new Rochelle recordings. And it's like, where the fuck are they, man? Like when is, like, I don't know exactly what's <laughs> happening with the Young Rochelles, like all these new new songs, but it's taken forever. And I'm just, can you tell us anything about anything? Yeah. When's a new album um, coming out, I man? That's def- what I want to know.
5: <laughs> I can tell you right now, all of all of the recordings are done. Nice. We're in the mixing phase. Yeah, we're we're currently mixing um, the main record, the second record, which is going to have 14 songs. Uh, we recorded 27 in total, and all the other ones. We'll be on various you know EPs releases. We're trying to like you know, we have we have rumblings of who we're going to do some splits with. Yeah, yeah. Which label is going to put what out? Um. So they're all with they're they're all going to have a place. So there should be no shortage of Rochelle's music for the foreseeable future. Um. Even a may, there may actually even be another very super secretive twenty eighth song that's coming out, or and a twenty ninth song Whoa. that may be coming out shortly. Yeah, yeah. That's uh that's that's brand new you hear you heard it here first everybody um <laughs> so those should be those should be cool to do um, to get out there so yeah there's there's a lot of stuff and it just it, it was a it was a big undertaking you know 27 songs you know we demoed probably about 36 or 40 i think it was close it was well, i mean it was close to 40 36 is as close to 40 as you're gonna get um so well 39 would be but you know what i mean uh <laughs> um, so yeah we we did a lot, and we even did like a like kind of like a test run with some people like we did two batches of eighteen songs see like where where they kind of fell and which ones were the best and and even from there we were writing new songs on top of that, so so a couple of new ones crept in toward the very end that were really smart choices to do um so yeah, I mean i'm I'm super excited that we're 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 at the you know we we finished it it's just in the mixing and then we have we have some artwork that's being you know worked on it's 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 we're kind of coming up with ideas and stuff we still have to finalize the track listing for the lp we have the songs it's just like you know are these the right ones or we want to do a single with the one like a bonus track whatever it may be um so they, they, there's there's a lot of stuff and i think the soonest one and you can't uh Don't quote me on it. Um, We have an EP that'll be out probably October-ish, I believe. That may be either the first or the second of some of the new stuff. Um, Four-song EP. um, And uh, I think it's it's a co-release with a a couple of different labels. Um, And looking forward to it because it'll kind of be like one of the first things after a long, like, not, I don't want to say hiatus because it wasn't a hiatus by any stretch of the imagination. We've been working on stuff like crazy. Um, But it's just, you know... Big undertaking. There were some some changes in where we were recording while that was going on, too, that we had taken into consideration. Um, So it's – yeah, but it's super – super happy that's all ready to go really excited because we feel it's a it's a step up you know from the the last stuff we were doing um in terms of my like me being in the band this was the first time like when i when i first joined that first record was pretty much already written and we, we at that point it was just a matter of like figuring out what songs we wanted to nail it down to um whereas this one we'd been writing these songs together for for a long time and uh you know I'm talking about the pep talk songs that were kind of like the outliers, but you know, I, I still got a couple of, a couple of my own songs in there too, seven or eight out of, out of all of them. So, you know, it's the ones that you just know, like I said, I was saying before, you, you know, when something gels together with a certain uh, configuration of people, it's just like, without a doubt, like, Oh, that came out really cool. So, you know, finding the rhythm and stuff with, with all of them um, was really cool to go through. Super excited to get them out. Uh, it's been a very long time since the last record. So, it's uh we we gotta we gotta get a move on with that stuff. I agree. <laughs> yeah,
2: dude, it has been. It's been. This is what the first record was 2017. So way way overdue yeah. for for a new yeah. album. We, we we
5: did we did like a couple of like it's a B-size. Yeah, we yeah, had some B sides. We had yeah. those singles that came out. A couple couple of things. It was like to buy with a the live album. Um, but yeah, it's 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 time for another record. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, and hopefully you guys can hit the road too. Was that last tour we, the like the Intruder to- tour?
5: Yeah, that was the last well, one that's a, right before everything dude, went when hey. That's a good
2: last tour, you know. <laughs> I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, playing it in front of good crowds, you know, with, you know, opening yep. for great bands. It's awesome.
5: Yeah, they were they were super awesome. They were such cool guys. And it was funny like before we went out with them, like I was kind of like, how am I going to know what they're really going to look like? It was so weird to me. I'm <laughs> like, well, I, I want to make sure I know who I'm talking to and this and that and uh, I'll, I'll always bring up. I will always bring this up just because it's a personal thing of mine. Where I got a little sick during the tour, and I always feel like they weren't. They definitely weren't my best performances. Everybody will probably tell me to shut up. There's no need to talk about this. But hey, I'm going on record that I was. I was not feeling great, but it was a great tour to be on, and I, I wish I had performed a little better. But. Uh, you know, whatever. That's a that's a personal thing, but I feel good saying it now to the world.
2: <laughs> so, who was who was in the band at that time for Intruder? Was was Yellow or was was Purple playing with him?
5: Yellow was incarcerated at okay. the time. so Purple, Purple was was. Did you there. see,
2: they played last um, weekend, and they had a a new Intruder, Intruder Brown.
5: That was in replace of Green. Yeah, right?
2: Green's in. Uh, he is locked up in Germany, so they brought in Intruder Jeez. Brown. And did you happen to notice? anything uh about intruder red Oh no no what It's did an I miss? imposter dude It's not ah. So something happened to red so they brought in <laughs> a they brought a they brought a replacement in and I don't know if you know this but red plays right-handed The real red plays right-handed and the guy that filled in for him was left-handed
4: Aha. So a little detective oh, work that, yeah
2: but um, I did see a video. They sounded great, dude, and nice. it's Intruder. You know, fucking great band. So they they
5: were they were so great live, and and just such such awesome people. It, it was such such a cool tour. So so lucky to be out with those with those guys. Like it was it was an direct hit. Too. Yeah yeah yeah. Like everybody was was super great. Um, I was yeah, it was like you said, it was a good a good swan song for shows <laughs> in terms of the time. But then we're looking forward to. Doing bigger and better, you know?
2: Hey, this is Phil from Teen Idols, and you're listening to The Dummy Room. (laughs) But yeah, man, I should... uh... I should let you go. We're kind of getting long. We had another idea that we wanted to do, of course, but um, let's save it for another episode. You got to come back. Is that cool? Yeah, totally. All right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was ready for it, and (laughs) I think I'll have to spend some more time on it, but, you know, it's basically a... We're going to talk about a collection of songs that's some of the worst shit I've ever heard and some really good shit. So, uh, how's that for a tease? (laughs) Um, All right, dude. Well... Cool. Like I said, pep talk single available now. Uh, they probably won't last very long, so get on it. And then, um, and then the uh, the pre-orders for the album will be out uh, pretty shortly, a couple weeks. Well, I'll probably put them up. Awesome.
5: You uh, you gonna send you gonna send it to Interpunk? <laughs> uh,
2: no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tune in next week. We'll see if the, uh, the inner punk order comes in. And if it does, I will give it away. We will be giving it away. Anyways, dude, thanks for hanging out tonight. And uh, I'll be in touch. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Likewise. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for all the likes and all that stuff. Take care. Bye. Bye.
4: very.